0: Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're going to talk about fear and how we handle it and what we deal, do with it and how we get through it. Because fear is a part of life. It's always present. But it doesn't control our life because God does. We're going to look at a story that's found in 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's a familiar story, I hope to you. It's a story about David and Goliath. And so let's look at this story to see how David handled fear. First of all, there was a problem. And that's the problem. And the problem always produces fear. It always does. Whenever the giant shows up, whenever fear is present, there's always a problem. And so we begin this story with verse 4 of First Samuel 17. It says, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath. Now notice, it says champion. He's not just a winner. He's not just someone who's won a few battles. He's the champion of it all. He's got the belt that's there. He's got everything in place. He's the guy. Of all the Philistines, he's the one. And he comes out of the ranks. He separates himself from the army who's all behind him. And he comes out and he faces the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. That's a big guy. And he stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight, he called. I'm a Philistine champion. I'm the guy. I'm the one who represents everybody else. I'm the best we've got. But you are only the servants of Saul. Now I want you to take note of that little phrase, only the servants of Saul, because that's how Goliath saw. We're going to come across David here in a few moments who's going to understand that they're the servants of the living God. Big difference in perception. He says, choose one man who will come down here and fight me. And if he kills me, then we'll be your slaves. But if I kill him, you'll be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today to send me a man who will fight me. And when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified. Terrified. Deeply shaking. Trembling in their boots. They're at a point of great fear. The giant shouts. He taunts them. He calls them out. He makes fun of them. And what's their response? Terror. Afraid. Shaken. So the question gets to be, what's your giant today? What is the thing in your life that you find keeps calling you out? What is the thing in your life that is present that when you look at it, fear comes up? And so we have this problem that is here that has presented itself and that problem produced fear. Secondly, the problems paralyze us. See what happens when the fear shows up and the problems become big, we come to a place of inactivity. Now in verse 16 of 1 Samuel chapter 17, it says, for 40 days every morning, and every evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. Forty days, this is going on. Twice a day, he comes out, he struts his stuff, he calls them names, he talks about how great he is. In the meantime, we're told that David's father gets him, says, Look, I need you to go take something to the other boys. My, some of my sons are in the army. I want you to bring them some food, give them some gifts. And so David left the sheep with another shepherd. He sets out for, for the next day and begins to go towards where the army is and where they're fighting with the gifts that Jesse, his dad, had directed him. And he arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. So here's the Israelite army, what they're doing is they're getting dressed for war and they're going out with shouts and battle cries. Now remember, it's been 40 days. So evidently, they're getting all prepared, they're getting out, they're getting pumped up, this is the day, this is what we're gonna do, this is how it's gonna work. Soon the Israelites and Philistines were facing each other, the army against the army and David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers And as he's talking with them, Goliath, the champion from Gath, comes out from the Philistine ranks. And David heard him, heard the shout, the way it had happened every day, his usual taunt to the army of Israel. And as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Fear. Now, (laughs) It's got to be the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same things over and over again, and what doesn't work, you just keep doing. It doesn't work. They get dressed. They get prepared for battle. They go out there. They know what's coming. It's happened for 40 days. They know that what the, the giant's going to do. They know how the problem's going to present itself. They're very aware of this routine. And yet every day they're getting dressed, prepared for battle, going out. He comes out. He goes, boo, and they run away in terror, in fright. Just keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Now, you see, sometimes we have a giant in our life. Some of you right now have one. You wake up every morning and you say, today's the day I'm going to take care of this. Today's the time that I'm going to defeat this. I'm not going to give in to this. I'm going to conquer this. It's been there every day for many days in my life. Today's the day that this is going to happen. But then the giant shows up, the problem presents itself, and you run away. Just like the Philistines did to the Israeli army. They come out, they say their thing, and we back down. And so we have to understand that so many times that when we face problems, one of the things that happens to us is we don't move forward, we get paralyzed. In fact, we run backwards, we run away. We do whatever we can to cover ourselves. We do everything we can to say, okay, I'm gonna deal with this and we find all kinds of wrong ways to handle this problem, this giant that we're afraid of, trying to fix it in our own manner. But you see, there's a problem. But whenever there's a problem, there's always a promise. When you and I have a problem in life, God always has a promise for us. David is there. The people around him said, have you seen the giant, Dave? Have you seen what's going on? He comes out every day. He defies Israel. The king has offered a huge reward for anybody who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife. And the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. Now, I don't know what the king's daughters look like, but being exempt from paying taxes, boy, that's a great deal. And David said, you know... uh, What will you get? Come again? What did you say? How's this going to happen? What's going to take place? What does someone get when they take care of this Philistine and when they end the defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to define the armies of the living God? Remember Goliath? He thought he was talking to Saul's army. David knew It involved God's army. These men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that's what the reward is. That's what you get for killing him. You get the exempt from taxes. You get to marry into the royal family. But there's a problem here. The giant stands in your way. In order to get the prize, you have to go through the problem. And so the problem presents itself and fear comes away. And you and I as Christians have to remember for every problem that we ever face in life, there is always a promise that God has for us because there's two sides to every problem. God's given us a promise. He says, look, if you'll be faithful, if you'll keep serving me, if you'll deal with your problems in a godly manner and you keep following me and growing in me, I've got a great reward for you. You're going to overcome and have victory and i've got heaven waiting for you and you can count on it and you see sometimes what happens in life we we run away from the problem we want the prize we want what god offers to us but we don't want to have to go through the problem to get it we try to get it another way an easier way a simpler way but god says look if you want to get the problems if you want to get my promises you're going to have to be willing to face the giants in your life. You're going to have to be willing to deal with your fears, your hurts, your pains, your your regrets. You're going to have to get through that. And if you will get through that, I have a great reward waiting for you. So that's a great promise. But see, the thing is, not only are there giants and problems, (laughs) there's also people. Because people add to the problem. Now, for some of you, I don't have to tell you that. You already know it. So we come to that place where we look at this and say, you know what? What's going on? And David had the same thing. Notice what happens. When David's oldest brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. And David goes, "What have I done now?" I was only asking a question. You see, it probably wasn't the first time, was it? What have I done now? What have I done this time? You see, you got to understand who Eliab was. Iliaz was one of the boys that when the prophet showed up to anoint the next king, he was standing in line. Iliab was the man that the prophet looked face to face in, looked him up and down, and hit the reject button. No, you're not it. Iliab was the one standing there when the prophet says, Don't you have anybody else? Well, I got a little kid. Go get him, I'll wait. Iliab was there when David came in and the prophet opened the flask of oil and poured it over his head and anointed David as the next king. had had some issues with David. Anybody would, feeling rejected. And so he gets on David's case. David, come on. What are you doing here, kid? You're just here. You're just, you know, trying to see something happen. David just go. What have I done now? But you see, Eliab wasn't the only one, because David's question was reported to King Saul, and the king sent for him. And and uh, you know, he he said, "Look, don't worry about the Philistine." David told Saul, "I'll go fight him." Don't be ridiculous," Saul replied. "You've got to be kidding me. There's no way you can go fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy." and he's been a man of war since his youth. You see, sometimes we would like to get some encouragement, but in reality what we get is criticism. In reality what happens is someone tells us we'll never make it. Someone says, well, you deserve this. Someone says, yeah, you got a big problem, but, you know, maybe you can get some help somewhere else. And the people all around David said, You can't do it. But here's the thing all the people around David were looking at the problem. David was the only one who looked at the prize. All the people around David just saw defeat. David's the only one who sees victory. All the people around David just saw loss. David saw a win. And the people around you sometimes will make your problem bigger. They will feed your fear. And if you're not careful, there's a lot of people around you who want to feed fear. And you have to learn how to not let them control your life. And you have to learn not to give in to it. They'll always be there. Sometimes there'll be people related to you, like in David's case. Sometimes there'll be people you admire and respect, like King Saul. But you and I have to understand that whenever there's a problem, there's always someone around who's going to feed it, who's going to say you can't do it, who's going to discourage you, who's going to forsake you maybe. But you and I have to keep our eyes on what God has promised to us if we will be faithful. So that means that we have to persist in spite of the problem. That means that we have to keep going no matter what is happening around us and what people are saying to us. Now notice, David persisted. David persisted. People tried to talk him out of it. Saul says, look, put on my armor. Try to do it this way. Try to let me help you. Let me give you some advice. Let me tell you what to do. Do it like this. David said, I can't go in this. And in spite of what people said, and in spite of what was going on around him, David never gave up. David persisted. He saw something different than everyone else. Everyone asked him, David, have you seen Goliath? And what's David's response to him? What's the price? What do I get when I defeat this Philistine? What happens if I'm victorious? Uh, You know, yeah, the problem's there, and I understand that. But I also understand there's something greater. There's a promise that God's given to me. And you see, when you want something bad enough, you'll fight for it. You won't let fear drive you away. And too many times, what we see is the problem. And that causes us to give up and to walk away. When in reality, what has to happen is I have to keep walking forward with God. God doesn't want to take you backwards. God doesn't want you to stand still. He wants you to have peace. There's moments you have to wait on Him, but in that waiting, you're still to be faithful in what He's called you to do. And we don't give up, we don't quit, we don't run away and hide. We don't go out chanting, oh, yeah, I've got this, I've got this. I'm going to be a great person of faith. And then the giant comes, struts out, and we return and run away. We keep persisting. We keep doing what God wants us to do. We keep moving forward. And that's what David did. And so because of that, there was something positive that came from his problem. Because if you'll deal with the problem that the enemy brings towards you, if you'll deal with the fears that he keeps cropping up around you. If you'll deal with that, there's going to be some very positive things that come out of it. So David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club. Wow, I'd like a little bit more than a club. And, and I rescue the lamb from its mouth And if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. Boy, that's pretty good. And I've done this to both lions and bears. And I'll do it to this pagan Philistine. You know, I don't think the lions and bears were nine feet tall. I think they weighed a little bit more probably than the lions and bears. Why will I do this? He has defied the armies of the living God. Ah. David wasn't in this just for himself. David was in this for God's sake. And you see, when you understand that you represent God and that God is the one who's going to get the credit you should be willing to deal with any giant that comes your way. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistine. What did David rely on? The God who helped me in the past will also help me in the future. The God who has been faithful to me all of my life will keep being faithful to me. Because you have to understand something. God has never lost a battle, God always is victorious. He says, I've done this. God will fight for me. He'll be faithful. You know, I I don't have to worry about this. God's with me. This is something God and I can handle because God always has showed up when I've needed him. And if I will be faithful and be willing to grab the lion, to grab the bear, to rescue the sheep, God will be faithful to help me have victory. And that same God who helped me back then in the smaller things, will help me now in the big things. And so you and I come to that place where we have to understand that in the midst of our problems, you and I have a positive way to look at things because we serve a God who has never failed us, who has never abandoned us, and who has always taken care of us, and nothing will ever change that. Then, the perspective of the giant... You know the story. David goes out with nothing, no armor, just a little sling. He picks up five smooth stones from a stream. He puts them into his shepherd's bag and then armed only with his shepherd's staff. Remember, that's the staff he had beat the bear and the lion with. And sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield-bearer ahead of him. His shield and everything weighed so much, he had extra help. Sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. (laughs) Kind of snorting. I go, really? This is it? (laughs) Am I a dog? He roared at David. You come at me with a stick? You're going to throw the stick and expect me to fetch it? You're just going to come at me with that? You you start hitting me with that, I'm not even going to feel it. I've got armor on. And he cursed David by the names of his God. What do you do when you start going after your problem and the problem seems to get greater and get bigger and get harder? Here's what David did. Goliath says, come over here. I'll give your flesh to the birds, the wild animals. They'll eat what's left. He yelled. He yelled. So he comes to that place where Goliath saw him and says, you're just a kid. He makes fun of David. He mocks him. Because here's what you have to understand. The enemy doesn't see you for who you are. Goliath couldn't see very well. He must have had eye problems because he thought he was up against a small boy. He only saw what was on the outside. He didn't see what's on the inside. He failed to see that David was the servant of the living God. He didn't see that this boy coming at him was the next king of Israel. He didn't see the mighty warrior that David proves that he is in the days and years ahead. He didn't see the one who is in the lineage of the Messiah. You see, your problems don't see everything and don't know everything. Because you and I, when we go towards our problems and they want to make fun of us, we just need to understand we have been called by the living God. And we serve a God who is faithful. We are His children. We are His servants. We have the Spirit of God alive in us. We have been anointed by God. We have been chosen by Him. And that's who we are. Several weeks ago, we started talking about knowing our identity. No one else may see you like that. When you're facing problems, they don't see you like that. But you know who you are. David know who he was. And Goliath saw him and think, just a kid. This is a piece of cake. Man, let's just go ahead and get this over with. Now I'll take care of it. But he didn't see what God was going to do. And many times you and I don't either. But God is always faithful. The power of God this is a great line David responds in a great way he replies to the Philistine you come at me with a sword you come at me with a spear you come at me with a javelin you come at me with all your weapons that you think you are mighty but I come to you in the name of the Lord of Heaven's armies the God of the armies of Israel who you have defiled. It's not just me and you. There's a God involved in this. And today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut your head off. Now here's the thing. David didn't have anything to cut his head off with, but he knew if he could kill Goliath, Goliath had a sword. And then I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. The whole world needs to know that that same God is still alive today. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, not with a sword. Not with a spear. This is the Lord's battle, and He will give you to us. Wow. You see, the writer said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And David recognized look, this isn't a battle between me and the giant. This is a battle between God and the unsaved. This is a battle between God and the enemy, Satan. This is a battle between those who want to curse God and those who want to live for God. And in every battle that you face, God wants to be glorified and He wants to be honored. And you and I have to understand that greater is the one who is in us than the one who is in the world. And our problem is no match for God's power. It's the Lord's battle. He will fight for us. And God never loses a fight. So I don't have to give in to fear. And what's all this called? It's called faith. Faith. Hebrews Chapter 11, verse 1. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Verse 6. It is impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. So you and I have the faith to believe that God exists is going to help us God is fighting with us God is fighting for us and we can look at the problem and let fear rule the day or we can look at God and let faith have its way you see fear says the giant's huge God says faith says God is huger I don't know if that's a word but I made it up it is now Fear says, stay focused on the giant. Just keep looking at how big he is. Keep looking at your problems. Keep dealing with that. Keep rehearsing them. Keep going over them. Faith says, stay focused on God. God's your deliverer. God's your help. God's your hope. Fear says, the giant is powerful. Faith says, the the giant doesn't stand a chance against God. Fear says, I won't win. I won't make it. I can't do it. I've tried before. It hasn't worked. Faith says, I can do everything with Christ and God can't lose. Fear says, tell you what, why don't you just keep looking at your enemy and let him get bigger and bigger and bigger because fear just gives him more power as you and I focus on him. But faith puts its trust in God and gives God the power in my life to do what He can only do when I have faith in Him. Fear is negative. Faith is positive. So you and I come to this battle that we fight. It's big. It's deadly. There's all kinds of things we can say about it. There's all kinds of things that you and I have. All of us have a little different battle of everything we're dealing with. All of us face our giants. And if we're not careful, we let fear rule the day. And we give in to our fears. And fear begins to control our lives and causes us to be defeated and to run away and not experience the blessings and the victory that God wants to give The righteous will live by their faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So this morning, simple story, great truth. And here's the summation of it. Admit there's a problem. Take action. Hold on to God's word. Shut out all the voices and all the critics keep being faithful stay positive and depend on God's power and God is for us who can be against us Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 I am certain that the God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day When Christ Jesus returns. God is with you. He'll never abandon you. He'll never leave you to fight your battles on your own. It's you and I who choose to walk away sometimes and try to do it by ourselves and we always lose. But God says, don't give in to fear. Allow your faith to bring victory into your life. And you will be able to stand no matter what comes against you. And you will be victorious both here and one day you'll get your reward in heaven. That's what faith does. That's how we're called to live. We are people of faith. Let's pray. Lord, today I pray for those who are going through some difficult problems. And those problems have become so big that fear has entered into their lives and caused them not to act, caused them to be controlled by it, caused them to allow fear to speak. And Lord, I just pray that you would just help each one to have the perspective that David had. Keep looking at what God has promised and who God is because the battle's not ours it's God's God you're in control we don't need to be afraid so I pray this week that everyone will live by faith with the confidence that it gives with the life that it provides with the victory that is ours and over and over again throughout scripture you tell us don't be afraid so whatever we're up against you're greater and we trust you you're faithful and we know that you will help us and we will be victorious and you will be glorified let our lives be lived in that manner I pray in Jesus name Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 8, 15, and 10, 45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.